Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hockey fans, are you ready to Brave the Wild? With me, your host, Paladino Joey. Brave the Wild is available on thesportstuff.com, iTunes, Stitcher, and Double Twist. Nice to be back on board once again, talking hockey with you today. Minnesota Wild had a fairly solid week here. In fact, a very solid week, 3-0. Yes, indeed. Uh, some not-so-scary opponents. None of them will probably make the playoffs, but you've got to get the job done. You know, all these trap games... Arizona, this and that. I mean, for some reason, we can't beat teams like Arizona. For the longest time, we couldn't beat Carolina. We didn't even beat Detroit in the season opener. We can't beat Vancouver in Vancouver. Well, we took care of business on all three, so good. Uh, Three games to review, three games to preview. Let's get her going here, eh? Okay, I gotta stop saying that. (laughs) March the 4th, Sunday, March the 4th, Sunday evening game. Not bad. A little scary at the beginning. Had that trap game feel to it. It certainly did in the early goings there. Detroit was able to get the one nothing lead. And then Nick Sealer would play his last game with the Wild for an uh, extended period. At least he didn't play in the next couple here. Um, got in a pretty aggressive fight there. Very nice. Uh, <laughs> really got the job done. Uh, Nick Sealer taking on Luke Witowski. Definitely one of the tough guys in the NHL. And this was a real fight. This was not one of those just grab, wrestle, and throw the guy to the ground. This was ba-boom, 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 ba-boom. This was Blades of Steel kind of style where they're literally just hitting each other in the head over and over and over and over. Uh, Apparently, Steeler's arm basically is sore. It's his bicep kind of sore. I don't know, from grabbing the guy or just from his tough physical play. Uh, he'd been such a nice story for the Wild, but he's missed a few games here. It's not the end of the world just yet, so luckily he's only missed two games. He'll probably be back at some point, and Gustav Olsen deserves some playing time. There's just so many left-shot defensemen on the Wild and in the system and all that, guys that obviously deserve to be in the NHL. Of course, Suter and Brodeen, those are no-brainers in the NHL, but I think Steelers are pretty much a borderline no-brainer to play in the NHL now. Uh, he's one of those physical anchor Richard Matvichuk defensemen. I always bring that name up because there's certain guys that this team has lacked over the years, that Willie Mitchell type, that's just physical, tough, and just 
in the right place, right time, and they're able to get the job done. And that's what Nick Sealer does. Uh, he's not a power play quarterback. He's not this. He's not that. But he's going to chip in points here and there. I mean, you're, he's going to accidentally get it to 15 to 20 points, maybe a couple goals and 15 assists, something like that, 17-point type of guy. Uh and be a lot more interesting in doing it. Like actually making big stops, uh, just getting in the way, uh, toughing out people and, and such, uh, clogging the lane, all that, uh, pushing back the forecheck. And, you know, I mean, that's what the Wild have needed for a long time. And they've certainly lacked that from uh, when, ever since Willie Mitchell left. And there's your maybe kind of sort of a Willie Mitchell type, hopefully. Uh, I think Carson Susie could be that as well. Unfortunately, again, left shot defenseman. So... Somebody's going to have to get traded at some point or injured, which you don't necessarily want anybody to get hurt. Uh, so there's four, actually five left-shot defensemen there when you consider Gustav Olofsson. Of course, Mike Riley was traded to the Montreal Canadiens, and he's like the best defense in ever, I guess. Kind of. Okay, he's getting real minutes now. He's getting like top top defenseman or second-pairing minutes. Uh, Gustav Olofsson started to get that. Sealer started to get some of that as well. Uh, Sealer got a lot of time with the, uh, the, the second-pairing pairing up with uh, Spurgeon for a while there. That was pretty cool. Um, man, and it, <laughs> it was definitely a, a nice sight to see guys moving up. And again, Olofsson did that earlier as well. Then you had the weird situation with Colorado. <laughs> Prosser and Olofsson out there. Uh, actually, no, no Prosser. Uh, Sealer and Olofsson out there. Both less shot defensemen on the bottom pairing. That was strange. But let's get to the actual Detroit game. After the fight with Sealer and Rutowski, uh things changed in a, in a big way, the Wild started scoring goals. They, you know, he, he's earning the respect of his teammates. You just saw a sparked-up group. Uh, Jason Zucker wound up with two goals in the game. Koivu with another assist. Granlin, another one. Niederreiter finally finding himself on the board. But you're seeing, of course, the mainstay, the guy who scores every game now, Eric Stahl. He's at 37 on the season. But you're seeing Zach Parisi light the lamps now. And, and it's basically every night, and it's nice. Um, sometimes he'll get assists and that, but his timing is coming back. Uh, he's been playing his Zach Parisi game close to the net, and either he finds a way where he'll get the puck to somebody else, serve up a juicy rebound, or, of course, score on his own or be the recipient of a nice pass, a deflection and such. And Parisi's just been, you know, he's been picking up his game, and this is really encouraging. Uh, Stahl is playing like... Eric Stahl of 2006. He's playing like a 40-goal guy. He might, you know, I mean, almost 50 goals. He's going to wind up with a 44, 45 the way he's going. Zucker's going to get to 30, God God willing. Um, we have scorers on this team. And it's funny. It's because it's like right under our nose. I mean, this whole time, and I've said this the last couple of shows, this whole time it's like a lot of us have this mindset, and myself included, there's, there's just no scorers on this team. Uh, I guess there is. You got a guy who can score 40 or who will score 40, a guy who will score 30, and then you have others. Granlin is one of the best playmakers in the league, obviously. And then you have the ageless wonder, the title of the episode, Matt Cullen, who once again is doing his Mr. March, Mr. April, Mr. May and June impression. Um, he's back. Matt Cullen's back. The first month of the season, it was like, okay, this guy's done. But I'm sure the Pittsburgh Penguins thought the same thing the last couple of years. Slow out of the gate, just like that old Ferrari in the garage that we all have. Yeah, right. I'm just kidding. But no, maybe he's not quite Ferrari, but like a Cadillac. Like a Cadillac. Nice car. Very nice car, but it's old. It, starts, it takes a little while to get it going. But then, room, and then all of a sudden, hmm, this car is really good still. Wow. Um, yeah, mile, there's mileage and everything, but this car stands the test of time. 
And that's Matt Cullen. Uh, unbelievable. 41 years old, and you're seeing the Pittsburgh Penguins, Stanley Cup champion, Matt Cullen. You're seeing the Carolina Hurricanes, Matt Cullen out there again. And you're seeing the Minnesota Wild, Matt Cullen, on his previous stand. Well, he was really good the whole time for the most part, particularly late in the season. His final year here, a, a few years back, God, he was good, especially as the season progressed. And you're starting to see that guy again who's scoring goals. He's, he's moving the puck forward, leading to assists. He's making good defensive plays. He's just Mr. Everything. He's hockey's Mr. Everything in a lot of ways. And I don't mean as a star, but he, he you know, power play, not too much on the power play, like, but occasional, some ice time on the power play, once in a blue moon, but penalty kill, absolutely. And he's just still the same guy. I mean, he's still got it at 41. And it's wonderful, wonderful to see. Uh, you saw a dramatic improvement from Charlie Coyle. You're seeing Nino Niederreiter get rewarded a bit. You finally saw Coyle get rewarded with an empty net goal, only his ninth of the year. But this guy's effort is off the charts, and he's definitely stepped up a bit. He had a really nice game against the Vancouver Canucks, but also was pretty solid against Carolina. A lot of the players on this team have definitely stepped up in a big way. Uh, Eric Zanek's scoring has disappeared off the face of the earth, and the saddest news of all, Luke Cunningham, you'll notice, only got about eight minutes on ice against the Detroit Red Wings because early in the third period, <clears throat> after a minor collision, or what we thought was a minor collision, he was limping off the ice, didn't look okay, you know, it, it, okay, he's hurt, hopefully he's okay, maybe he'll miss a game or two, and it's like, just like, under the darkness of night, boom, ACL? What? I mean, that's f freaking awful. What? Luke Cunning had an ACL tear. Luke Cunning had an ACL tear. What? Uh, oh my god. You know, he's called up, he's ready to go, this is great, here we go, we're gonna make this little push. This, maybe we'll make a serious playoff run the way Matt Cullen, Zach Parisi now, Eric Stahl are playing. The Jason Zucker, he's streaky, but when he's hot, he's unbelievable. Daniel Winnick is a mainstay. And I, I like him a lot more than most of you out there. Uh, even Felino chips in points here and there. The only guy who doesn't chip in anything is Tyler Ennis. Sure, he tries and everything, but he just doesn't finish. I mean, results are results. Uh, Nita Ryder's starting to look a little bit better. Koivu's even factoring in a little bit more of late, which is great. But you have this excitement. The new wave. Here comes the new wave. Luke Cunning's getting it going. Obviously, it started with Yule Eriksson-Eck, the previous wave. We've talked about it a million times. The Zuckers, Granlins, Niederreiters, and Co Co Coils of the world, including Brodeen and such. But then you have, again, <laughs> Luke, Luke Cunning to go with uh, Eriksson-Eck, and more than likely Jordan Greenway, who's looking better and better every day. Very exciting. Um, but th this is the next wave, Jordan Greenway and eventually Kaprizov. Yeah, we'll talk about Kaprizov at some point. Damn it. <laughs> but there it is, ACL. And he's out for seven months, approximately. <clears throat> so hopefully by October next year. Hopefully by October. I mean, uh, doesn't your heart just ache when you hear that? It just aches. You know, I'm sure he can practice. I'm sure he's going to work on this and that. But it's going to be rehab forever. It's an ACL, damn it. An ACL to Luke Cunning. Ah, ah. So, very heartbreaking. Unbelievable left knee there for Luke Cunning. At least I'm pretty sure, right? No, no, it's the left knee. I'm just kidding. Uh, very, very down right now. Uh, that's a bummer. You know, you're looking forward to this guy's career. Hopefully he can come back stronger than ever and ready to go. But, God dang it, I'm tired of this Minnesota curse. I mean, it never stops. It never stops. Ah, you get all excited, ready to go, and then there's an ACL. Dalvin Cook with the Vikings. Zach Levine with the Timberwolves. 
Ah, and then Jimmy Butler with the meniscus. Come on. So it's just happened again. Again. We didn't even get to see this guy play hardly. I think he probably should have stayed one more year in, in Wisconsin. That's just my opinion, maybe. Because it's like it seemed like he was kind of, I don't know, with Iowa, it took forever. But he was starting to show some signs. Of course, early in the season when he was with Minnesota, only managed four points. And obviously none of that led to the injury. Just bad luck. And uh, it sucks so bad. But um, I don't know. Regardless what it was, Luke Cunning out until the autumn. Out until next fall or late summer or whatever. That freaking sucks. So there's your situation there with Luke Cunning out seven months. Minnesota ends up winning the game 4-1. to one. Very cool. Jason Zucker exploding once again. Of course, everything factoring in right after uh, Nick Sealer's beautiful fight there. That was cool. Eric Stahl, Zach Parisi, the Wiley veterans. There's a lot of Wiley veterans have been stepping up of late. And then you got that that first wave of stars. Dumba's another one of that group. Uh, not stars, but big pieces on this team. The the uh, Literally the Chuck Fletcher's uh, first wave of, of prospects uh, roaring into the league a few years ago. And, they're, you know, they're looking better and better this year. It's been very encouraging, particularly ever since Bruce Boudreaux got here. You're seeing uh, great production out of Granlin and, and Zucker. And then Dumba's now at a career high at 38 points. He's going to have his first 40-point season as long as he stays healthy and uh, continues his pace. Very cool. Zach Parisi again. Well, nice to see him factoring in. It's a good thing. So he's starting to look like the real Zach again. Starting to. And that's really encouraging as we head into the postseason because the Wild could surely use that in a big way. Let's move on. Wow, 12 minutes into the show already. Holy Toledo. Carolina, wow. Well, you saw some fast scoring. You saw scoring early and often, and you saw it at a very fast pace. Cam Ward, one of the decent goaltenders out there, a guy who's been there since they won the Stanley Cup, them being the Carolina Hurricanes. Matt Collin and Eric Stahl, we've talked about a billion times, Stanley Cup champions with that club. Eric Stahl finally scoring against his old club, and he did it twice, up to 36 goals. No hat-trick this time, but Cam Ward, boy, after that Daniel Winnick goal, oh, and you know what? God bless Daniel Winnick. I, I love Daniel Winnick. A lot of you don't. I don't know why. I, I really don't. Um, I love Daniel Winnick. But uh, that, you know, yes, that's the whole thing. Put the puck on net. Maybe the goalie's not ready for it for whatever reason. Maybe it's just not his night. And yikes, that was embarrassing for Cam Ward. And he was taken out immediately after that one. The Wild ended up winning 6-2 to two as Darling would face uh, a goal immediately from Eric Stahl as the Wild would score the fastest goal uh, in franchise history, the fastest four goals, four bleeping goals in franchise history. Oh my, huh. three minutes and 38 seconds. Okay, wow. Yeah, that's about two minutes faster than the previous record about five years ago in 2012. So, damn, um, that's great. Awesome. Anita Ryder is 16th goal. The year Zach Creasy sixth. Again, Zach Creasy lighting the lamps again as he would as he would get all he would get a goal in all three of these games as Parisi again continuing to show what he can do out there, showing the old Zacharisi, as again Cam Ward not having his night at all. The Wild would go from one nothing on the power play from Eric Stahl, tipping it in from Ryan Suter and, and Jason Zucker, to wow, <laughs> and again Eric Stahl scores in every bleeping game too, wow, unbelievable, um, to 5 nothing just Three minutes into the second period, five nothing. Wow! Again, Eric Stahl scoring while they were still announcing Daniel Winnick's goal, and Scott Darling had just entered in the game. Wham! Goal for Eric Stahl. Pretty damn cool. <laughs> awesome, man. Uh, what a fun, fun situation there. Three minutes, thirty-eight seconds, and the Minnesota Wild just uh, wow. <laughs> 
absolutely uh, dominating the Carolina Hurricanes there. And, of course, dominating Cam Ward, who it wasn't his night, but still got one past uh, Darling, who was solid the rest of the night. Matt Cullen would chip in his ninth goal of the year. A beautiful pass by Charlie Coyle. Incredible effort, keeping control of the puck from his knee. Literally down on his knee. He was kneeling down. And it wasn't during the National Anthem. Thank you, Charlie, for not, not, not doing that. Kneeling down and getting the puck centered to Matt Cullen for his ninth goal of the season. The ageless wonder continues to show what he can do out there scoring against his former club. Very cool. Ninth goal of the season. And I'm pretty sure that's his first goal with us against his former club. And certainly this year. Uh, great. Matt Cullen got to a point where it was 9 goals, 9 assists. Now he winds up with 10 goals, 10 assists at the end of the week. He's at 20 points. Not the sexiest numbers ever, but certainly of late. I mean, we're talking 5 goals in the last 2 weeks here. Not bad uh, for a guy who's 41 years old. And earlier in the season, looked like he was pretty much cooked. Really cool. Um, now people are going to probably start talking about, hey, is he coming back next year? Is he coming back next year? I, I lean against it, but we'll see. And, and I don't lean against bringing him back. I lean against him coming back. I'm just thinking he's probably going to step away. But who knows? I mean, he just you can tell he loves the game and he's having fun again. And who knows? Maybe the Wild will go on a run. Maybe maybe he'll bring that magic. And I hope he does. I hope he does. Uh, I mean, when those two guys played together last time, they won it all. So... And Eric Stahl, uh, him being Eric Stahl and Colin, and Eric Stahl's playing at that level again. It's really cool. Just, I'm so impressed with what's happening with uh, Eric Stahl with the Wild. Incredible. Best free agent signing in franchise history, without a doubt. One of the best trades, obviously. Dubnik is way up there at the top. A third, third round pick, which, you know, third round pick got you Ivan Lodnia, but now he's hurt and he didn't play all week. So there's your update on Ivan Lodnia. Zero, unfortunately. That's a downer. Minnesota heads to Vancouver. Well, we win 5-2, to two, but it wasn't sure heading that direction for a long time. And he score on the empty netter and then score again. So the score uh, beefed up a bit, but we'll take the extra statistics. Eric Stahl scores again. Zach Parisi scores again. Matt Collins scores again. The Ageless Wonders. Really cool to see the veterans score again. Uh, Charlie Coyle had to work his ass off to get a uh, empty netter. What a nice... Uh, well, just basically moving the puck forward for Matt Collin for his 10th assist of the year. He had an incredible game, Matt Collin. 10 goals on the season now, 7 shots on goal. The guy is just, you know, okay, he could have probably got a hat trick in this game, and dead serious. But uh, Nilsson, who's generally not that good of a goalie, and he wound up getting 5 goals, or 4 goals against, pardon me, because of the empty netter from Coyle. Uh, 4 goals against the stats don't look good, but he was outstanding throughout the night. Made some great saves. Dubnik, incredible all week. Dubnik was just insane all week and, and good on him. Uh, stopped 30 shots, 94% save percentage from Devin Dubnik. Another fantastic week and he's just been he's been on his game for the most part other than that stupid Colorado game. And hey, if you're going to have a crappy game here and there and then come back and play like this, okay, sure. You know, you're, you're, you're entitled to a bad game. Not that we want to have a bad game or anything, but if this is going to be the response afterwards, good on you. And uh, some of the bad habits of this club starting to disappear a bit. It just sucks having Luke Cunning injured. It would be nice to just, you know what, it's getting to a point you ought to scratch Tyler Ennis. Even though he had a good game. He had a good game. Obviously, the bottom six in general has been playing fantastic. Of course, the top line with uh, Stahl, Zucker, and Granlin are insanely amazing. But, and, and Granlin again managing to get an assist like he does every single night practically. Stahl getting a goal like he does every single night practically. But you're getting, you're seeing really good play from the bottom six, the Coils, the Collins, and such. Is it the third line? Is it the fourth line? I believe it's the third line, Coil and Cullen, and it is uh, right now. Pretty much, uh, Eric Zanek has been centering Daniel Winnick and 
Marcus Foligno, Marcus Foligno, as Ennis has been on the third line, and again, well, he managed to get an assist. He, this was his best game in, in a while. The guy's been basically invisible forever. Occasionally have some good moments here and there, but generally speaking, Tyler Ennis, nothing special, playing on the bottom six most of the season. Occasionally even all the way up on the top line, just as uh, Bruce Boudreaux has been trying to find something here and there. Uh, Parisi's been playing generally with Niederreiter and Koivu, and that line's been good, so good on them. That line's been doing well. They've stepped up a bit, and it's, it's working. So if it's working, it's working. And, of course, you know that the stall, Zucker, and Granlin line, generally speaking, has been fantastic. Uh, Koivu did not get any points in this game, but still he was all right. He was solid. But Parisi, again, finding a way to score. And this was a pretty spectacular shot, actually. Uh, the accuracy was insane on this shot uh, from a pretty tough angle there, almost on the sideline. The goal line, basically, from the goal line, he was able to put that past on Nilsson. Beautiful shot uh, past Nilsson's shoulder. Was it luck? Was it not? It was a good shot, and that's all there is to it. Uh, Parisi, <clears throat> one of the top forwards on the ice throughout the game, of course, getting lots of power play and penalty kill minutes, and he's been great. So nice to see Zach Parisi looking like Zach Parisi again. Uh, awesome. Matt Cullen was downright fantastic throughout the night, I got to say. Ryan Suter, always what he is, absolutely great. Dumba managing to get in the scoring. Gustav Olsson was able to score in Felino's late goal there past Nielsen. I can imagine the frustration there as uh, Felino's falling down and he's able to raise the puck as he's falling down and it goes past Nielsen's shoulder. Good for uh, Felino. Uh, good for Felino and, and Olsson able to factor in the scoring there. And of course, Daniel Winnick's 13th assist on the season. So all guys that could 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 use a point or two. Gustav Olsson now with seven assists on the year. So good for him. Nice to see Olofsson's numbers climb a little bit, and obviously lack of minutes, the poor guy, because uh, Nick Steeler was so great, but a uh, good couple of games from Gustav Olofsson, as again, he deserves to be on the ice, absolutely, but so does Nick Steeler. Uh, Nick Steeler standing out a little bit more, but Olofsson, during the course of the season, particularly during Brodeen's injury, was showing more and more reason that he belongs in the NHL, and good on him, as he was able to jump up to the second pairing. Uh, Gustav Olofsson, obviously... Uh, a factor. Somebody, <clears throat> I wouldn't be surprised if he gets traded in the offseason, though. They're going to have to make a decision one way or another because, you know, there's a lot of guys on the same position there, again, and a good number of them. I mean, you want to get a look at them in the NHL. What can they do? But at the same time, you don't want to lose that depth either. Like when the Wild ended up losing Christian Foley, and it's like, okay, Foley's gone. That open space for, wait a minute. Oh, shoot, that's right. <laughs> and you wind up bringing in a bum earlier in the season. Uh, very forgettable guy from the Detroit Red Wings. I don't even want to remember him, but I guess I'll try to. <laughs> uh, Kyle Quincy, that's who it was. Oh, God. Yeah, he managed to get three assists, and he looked like dog dookie the whole time he was out there. One mistake after another. A wily veteran who played like he didn't belong out there. That's how, that's how he played. He just, you know, yeah. So, yeah, we let go of Christian Foley to get Kyle Quincy. Great. But Nate Prosser... Wow, he's already played 42 games for the Wild. Isn't that crazy? 42 games for Nate Prosser already. It's been that long. He's been wonderful ever since. So, yeah, definitely a mainstay at that right shot defense. He only missed one game because they just sat him down. I think he was a bit sore as well. But that's when you had the Goose and, of course, Nick Steeler playing together, which was a little weird. But a lot of things went wrong in that game, that stupid 7-1 Colorado game. So with that, we'll wrap up the week here with the awards. Mike Madonna Award is going to go to Matt Cullen and Eric Stahl. It's going to go to a couple of Hurricanes from Carolina. Carolina Hurricanes 
Eric Stahl and Matt Cullen are going to get the Mike Madonna Award. Amazing week. Honorable mention to Zach Greasy, who's completely different. I almost ought to throw him in there, too, because it's all about the ageless wonder or ageless wonders. Uh, Parisi, it's not like he's that old, but then, again, you know, Stahl, Parisi are kind of about the same age. And obviously, it's hard to call Zach Parisi an ageless wonder when you consider how much time he missed and how he's declined as a player. But then again, you're starting to see the real Zach Parisi again. And it's great. It took forever. And you know what? You should expect that. He missed how much time? You know, forever. He missed about a calendar year out there with the whole back issue and then issue and then finally had surgery when the season started. That's great. But I guess certain issues hadn't flared up enough. And now, again, and now you're starting to see the real Zach Parisi after all that timing and muscle memory, all that. I, I can't even imagine the muscle memory you would need to uh, regain after having back surgery. I can't even imagine that to go out and play NHL hockey. Not AHL hockey, not college hockey, high school, whatever, NHL hockey. And, well, that's why his timing was off, and it's starting to catch up. So you're starting to see Zach Creasy look like the guy that could score 30 goals, a guy that could <laughs> that could pile up the numbers, get 60 points. Obviously, he's not going to get that this year, but he's playing at that. He, he, he's going to be back to playing at that pace again, and that's pretty cool. So there it is. I'm very encouraged with how things are heading with Zach Parisi and a lot of the veterans. The James Shepard Memorial, it's got to go to Tyler Ennis. The guy doesn't factor at all. He's got 19 points in 64 games. Now, so do other guys, but they play a role. Tyler Ennis's role is to score somehow, some way. Make up, uh, get, get assists, centering pass, whatever it is. It's like the effort's there, but the result isn't. And it's not like he can go out there and just check people into the boards and smash them all <laughs> and be a physical presence. How could he be a physical presence? And when he tries to do that, he just gets hurt. And that's what's got him concussed over the years. Other than that, I don't know, man. Tyler Ennis, <laughs> if Luke Cunning was healthy, I think it's time to get the old uh, scratchy scratchy going, unfortunately. Uh, because I think Felino brings a little bit more. And he's been disappointing, too, of course. 21 points on the year. Okay. You know, Felino, statistically, that's pretty much what he's always been. So why are we sending him to a big extension for like almost $3 million a year? Kind of weird. Um, I made some silly mistakes on the last episode, some silly ones. Uh, uh, Koivu's contract is five and a half a year. I was saying it was four and a half. It's five and a half. And I knew that. It just came out wrong. And I called the Miami of Ohio. I called them the Red Knights and the Scarlet Knights. They're the Red Hawks. And it's like, again, I knew it, but it keeps coming out wrong. And I'm silly because of all the different names, the, the Black Knights, the Golden Knights, the This Knights, the That Knights, the London Knights, of course, with Jacob Golden and such. So that's the explanation there. And it's kind of silly. So I do apologize for that. So with that, we'll wrap up this section. We're going to come back, preview three games, jump into the prospects and call it a week. <laughs> Time to get into the three games here coming up. We're going to be playing the Vegas Knights again, but we'll start things off with the Edmonton Oilers. Oh, yeah, the Edmonton Oilers, the next team in the league, right? That's what I thought, and yeah, I thought the Oilers were the next team in the NHL. <laughs> yeah, no, not not yet. Maybe someday, but I don't know. They got a little Garnett contract going on there with Connor McDavid, but still some talented players, but 
God, they suck. They're five games under 500, and they're, like, bottom and everything. The worst penalty kill, the worst power play? The worst power play? What? Wow, well, goaltending situation, not good. They're 22nd in total goals. Yikes, that sucks. Um, but that's what happens. You got your, your top heavy, but after that, okay. Milan Lucic, only 32 points on the season. Of course, one of his 10 goals, 10 bleeping goals, that's it, was against the Wild. It was one of the sorriest bullcrap games ever. One of those stupid-ass matinee games. Well, this time it's Saturday night, baby, in Edmonton, Alberta. Sounds like a little fun there. Uh, wow, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, he was resurging last year, particularly. He was resurging earlier this year. He's stuck at 33 points. Ugh, what happened to him? So, there's not much going on other than Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisettle. Leon Dreisettle, obviously one of the better players out there. He's the, he's the, well, I don't even know. Do you want to call him the Malkin? Do you want to call him the Scotty Pippen? What do you want to call him? The, the, the Yari Curry of the Edmonton Oilers behind Connor McDavid's Wayne Gretzky? I don't know. I guess uh, he's about 20 points behind Connor McDavid, 21 goals, 39 points. Kind of off, in and off, injured, but he's hung in there for the, generally speaking, <clears throat> Michael Camilleri, the former everything, Calgary Flames, New Jersey Devils, all those teams, wound up on the Edmonton Oilers recently, and he's got two goals in 43 games. That's uh, that's pretty epic stuff. Uh, 18 uh, assists on the year. Yet, the Wild can't beat this bleeping team all of a sudden. Uh, for quite the longest time, the Wild rolled right to this club. Like last year, Edmonton Oilers were one of the best teams in the NHL. 100-point-plus season. One of the top seeds. Uh, number, uh, second place in the Pacific Division last year. So when they start to stink a little bit, the Wild can't beat them. That's great. But, well, okay, it was just one game. But it was a horse bleep game on the 16th of December. 3-2 to two loss. Regulation. That's the worst part. You come up with nothing. Nothing. Well, back in the day, I used to say... Well, how do you oil a rusty old machine? Well, if, if the Wild are playing a rusty old game, what's the best way to get things going again is oil. So Edmonton Oilers, kind of lame analogy, but it works. March the 10th, that's two day, two nights. And then April the 2nd, we wrap up the season series in Excel Energy Center. Well, we could still win the series, but we got to do it by winning this game first in Edmonton, the only game in Edmonton this season. So, okay, sure. Get the job done, guys. That would be greatly appreciated. This is Rogers Place. I get them all mixed up. But yeah, Rogers Place is where the uh, <laughs> Edmonton Oilers play, of course. They've been playing a little better. No, not really. They beat Arizona and the Islanders. But then they lost to the San Jose Sharks. Of course, Nashville's hotter than hot. They're insanely hot right now. They're playing fantastic hockey, nine in a row. And number one in the Western Conference, they're better than Nashville. Uh, they're better than Nashville, yeah. They're better than themselves. No, they're better than the Vegas Knights now, who are number one forever. Boy, don't get that eighth seed now. Nashville's going to beat you. Uh, Nashville might win the Stanley Cup. They might. Um, Nashville and Tampa would be a great series, and I would applaud it. Unless the Wild can get there, I'd applaud that much more. Uh, Adam Larson, the trade of the century. Adam Larson for Adam Hall. Boy, Adam Hall is a Hart Trophy candidate. He's one of the best players in the league. He's dominating for the New Jersey Devils. And Adam Larson, well, he's got eight points in 48 games. He's been oft injured. He's been mediocre. He's just average at best. Eight points. I mean, you know... Jonas Brodeen isn't known as a scorer, and he's got twice that many points, and he's missed time with bro with broken bones. I mean, yeah, so, I don't know. Adam Hall for Jonas Brodeen, I think New Jersey would win that trade. But Adam Larson for Jonas Brodeen, or for Jonas Brodeen, Adam Larson for Adam Hall? Oh, Edmonton. Whew. <laughs> you know, shame on this team. But, I don't know, the Wilds still need to win the game regardless. It's not my problem, it's theirs. Cam Talbot, over three goals a game. Luis Brusette, 
over three goals a game. Al Montoya, I remember that name from Montreal, Canadi- Montreal Canadiens, who used to kick the Wilds' ass. Son of a gun. He's always had great numbers. Maybe he'll be in net. He's actually got uh, okay goals against... No, okay, none of them have a goals against average under three. Under three. Uh, Al Montoya, these are just six games with Edmonton. 3.15. The defense isn't very good. Uh, they're scoring... Goals are uh, from three guys. Ryan Nugent Hopkins got 17. Patrick Maroon is 14. He's the fourth leading guy. Connor McDavid is 31. And Leon Dreisaitl at 21. But uh, just win this game. That's all I got to say. Keep playing well. Alex Stalak will be in net because it's a back-to-back situation. Hopefully the Wild didn't lose, lose uh, use up all their energy last night. I'm thinking no. I like the way the Wild are playing. I do. Um, God, this is tough. Yes, I'm going to pick a win for the Minnesota Wild. I have to. I think the Wild absolutely need to win this season series. You lose the season series to this team the way they've been playing, shame on you. Minnesota gets the job done tonight. Final score, 4-4-2. Four to, four to two. Something along those lines, 4-2. to two. Who's the most likely guy to score for the Minnesota Wild? <laughs> uh, Eric Stahl, yeah. But let's go with, uh, let's have some fun. I want Jared Spurgeon to score against his, his uh, hometown. I want him to get it done. Jared Spurgeon or Tyler Ennis. Maybe they'll factor in together somehow, some way, because they'll be on the ice at the same time, which is not that impossible to imagine, because Spurgeon's on the ice an awful lot, being a defenseman and one of the best defensemen in the NHL, secretly, one of the best-kept secrets in the NHL, kind of. And Ennis just maybe will be on the ice, and I suppose he should be if it's his hometown. Um, Yeah, I'm going to go with Spurgeon. He's he's, going to score tonight against his hometown, and it's not, again, that unlikely that Spurgeon would score a goal. He's one of the better goal scorers uh, for for defensemen that I've seen suit up for the Minnesota Wild. But Minnesota's going to win the game. Something other likes a 4-2, I'm sure. Yeah, watch Milan Lucic get one of the goals. It's going to be something lame like that, but that's usually how it is. But I think Minnesota wins 4-2 in a great effort by uh, Alex Daylock, who's going to face like 35 shots. Watch. It's going to be something along those, lines, along those lines, maybe even to the upper 30s, low 40s. But Staylock will stand the test, and he will get the job done. Minnesota wins 4-2 over the... Uh, oof, they need an oil change. Yeah, sorry, to, sorry for the lame pun again, but uh, they need an oil change over there in a big way. Oof, and it's not going to help those big, giant contracts, man. I mean, they strap you. The, that, that salary cap isn't going up enough. It, it Sure, it goes up because it just has to, but not enough. NBC Sports, yeah, we've had some good luck on these. I hope we can keep that coming. <sighs> Boy, that weekend series coming up with in, uh, in the Southwest, God, I'd love to go on that trip. Vegas and Arizona. Oh, Phoenix and, and Vegas. And I don't gamble. I'm not into gambling. I would just, I love that part of the country. Southwest, man. Southwest. Get them cactuses going, boy. Cactuses and, and oh, it doesn't sound like hockey land. Uh, sounds doesn't sound like a hockey market, but, well, Vegas is looking like a nice enough market for anything. I mean, they're, they love their sports in Vegas. Uh, they should, too. I mean, sure, if you're placing bets, great. Um, I'm sure they follow sports quite a bit there. Of course, half the people there currently don't live there. They're just there. You know what I mean? Right now, because of they're visiting for gambling. Yeah. Well, we get to play Colorado again on NBC Sports. March the 13th. NBC Sports. Get the job done this time. This matchup has not been going well of late, but the Wild are ever capable of beating this club. They've been playing a hell of a lot better, generally speaking. Colorado has, or at least they had been. <laughs> they crushed the Calgary Flames and Minnesota Wild, and then they lose to Nashville, Chicago, and Columbus. So, okay. Uh, they lose in Chicago 2-1. to one. Yuck. That's not a good game. Uh, Columbus five to four, well played, I guess, but 
couldn't get the job done in net, that's for sure. Nashville 4-3, to three, no surprise there. But at least this is a home game. The Wild play great at home. And when the Wild are at, at home on national television, they tend to have these pretty fun games. I'm not expecting any 7-2 to two type of game, but boy, these have been some ugly ones with Colorado this season. Uh, the Wild had a close victory in Excel Energy Center on the 24th of November, winning in the shootout, scoring two goals to the Colorado Zilch. That was a nice game. I believe Alex Stilock was in it. Ooh, boy. Mm, well, we'll be talking about Stilock, uh, obviously, tonight and next weekend as well, Arizona or Vegas. I'm sure Dubnik will be against Vegas, and Arizona will be uh, Stilock, but we'll see. Maybe they should switch it up just to guarantee a win against the frickin', f f f frickin', yeah, <laughs> like uh, Pura. <laughs> Budo would say, Arizona Coyotes, you got to win a game. God, but I won't be previewing Arizona till next week. Mm, boy, seven to two loss on the on the sixth of uh, January, seven to one loss on the second of March. Well, let's let's split the season series, okay? I think the Wild can and should get the job done against the Colorado Avalanche. They're starting to drop off again. They'll have a little tune up against the Arizona Coyotes before they head back on the road. A little two game road trip in Chicago, Columbus, both losses. I think they'll beat Arizona, tune up, tune up, and then. You're up for a couple of, uh, another couple of semi-tough opponents. Obviously, Minnesota is tougher than St. Louis right now, much tougher. I think the Wild will win the game, believe it or not. Devin Dubnik has been so sharp of late. I think the Wild are going to come out aggressive, wanting to beat this club who's embarrassed them pretty nastily the last couple of games, 7-2 to two and 7-1. to one. Something's got to give here. I think the Wild skate to something solid, like a 5-2 to two win. I think it's going to be a surprise a bit for the Colorado Avalanche. I think they're going to run into a little wall here. I like the way the Wild are playing. They'll reach five wins in a row. Nathan McKinnon, obviously, pretty much the best player in the NHL this season. Uh, him and Adam Hall are the best players in the NHL right now. Uh, obviously, you got Connor McDavid, Sidney Crosby, but I think one of these two guys should get the Hart Trophy for the season. Their value is unbelievable. Nathan McKinnon has made other players around him better. And good on the other players as well for stepping up, but like Tyson Berry, uh, Miko Ratanen, who's got 66 points on the season. A point a game for Miko Ratanen. He's on pace for 82 points. Uh, wow, man. Uh, great season. 22 point, uh, goals, 44 assists for him being, uh, him being Ratanen. And, of course, Nathan McKinnon. 32 goals, and he missed just seven games. That's not bad, considering what, uh, considering the injury he had. Uh, almost 80 points for him. Very deep club. They're rising up. Verlamov is all over the place, as is Jonathan Bernier. Uh, some nights they're unbelievable, and some nights they suck. So <laughs> one night, you know, I, I guess that's how Dubnik is too sometimes, where he'll give up like five goals or something and get pulled. And then the next night, he'll face 40 shots and give up one goal. So that's kind of how Varlamov and Berniga have been all season. It's a good combination. you got the nice, wily veteran backup and the in-his-prime, uh, semi-young, in-his-prime Varlamov. He's not that young anymore. Uh, he played with uh, freaking Boudreaux in Washington. That's a long time ago already. So, yeah, that's years ago. So Varlamov, not that young anymore. Um, I think the Wild will skate to like a 5-2, to 4-2 to two type of win. Will it be an empty net? Whatever it is. Most likely guy to score in the game for Minnesota. Let's go with Zach Parisi. Let's keep him going. Keep things rolling. I think Parisi's going to get his fourth goal in five games. Maybe he'll score against Edmonton, but uh, I, I don't know. I, that's wishful thinking. I don't think he's just going to score a goal in every game, but I do believe he will score one of those close, uh, close gut-him-out goals against the Colorado Avalanche to help the Wild defeat that club <clears throat> in XL Energy Center on Tuesday, March the 13th. It's a fun matchup, fun game, and the Wild owe this club one. A club that owes us one, and yeah, 
obviously they're they're ultra talented for the most part. Mostly their depth and unbelievable uh, drafting in the uh, expansion draft and wily moves and this and that. A budding new franchise that will be the first team to have a winning record and make the playoffs and all that. It's pretty pretty impressive what the uh, what the uh, Vegas Golden Knights have accomplished. It's <laughs> quite a story indeed. Uh, you look at a lot of their players, of course, but the one that stands out to you and slaps you right across the face like that, and I mean harder than what I just did. Eric Halla, are you serious? 46 points, 46 in 62 games. Eric Halla is that good. He's been playing top-line center, second-line center. He's a top-six center, top-six forward for this club, and he's just incredible. And he's the fifth-leading scorer on the Vegas Golden Knights. Alex Tuck, who I think is a little on the soft side, has 30 points on the season. Um, not bad in the 63 games. He's been dang holly for the most part. William Carlson has just been an incredible find. 35 goals for William Carlson. That's impressive. I mean, he deserves a lot of props. Uh, Vegas has not been playing as well of late, and they'll have to play uh, Buffalo, Philadelphia, New Jersey before they play the Minnesota Wild. I could see two losses out of that group. It's like, you know, you could kind of almost flip a coin between Colorado and Vegas. I don't think the Wild are going to win in Vegas. I don't. Um, it's not like you can pick the Wild to sweep the Golden Knights this year. I don't think it's going to happen. Just the law of odds and all that, just and a little common sense thrown in. Even though the Knights haven't been playing as good of late, they've lost to Los Angeles 4-1, to 5-4 to four to Ottawa. Ugh. They, lost, they beat New Jersey on the road. That's really good. And got beat pretty bad by Columbus 4-1 to one more uh, recently. And they shut out the Detroit Red Wings on March the 8th. My brother's 40th birthday and 4-0. That's kind of cool. They shut them out 4 to nothing most recently. I just think the... I can't imagine the Wild sweeping the Vegas Golden Knights this year. That sounds crazy. Uh, and if they do, wow. <laughs> Damn. That's good. And I would love to play them. Of course, this is the final game of the series. Being a Pacific Division, we play them three times. The Wild already have won the series. Uh, two extremely impressive wins on April the 30th, 4-2. to two. Just made it look easy. And then 5-2 to two on the 2nd of February. Both against uh, Malcolm Supan, the backup goalie. A very damn good backup goalie for the Vegas Golden Knights. Marc-Andre Fleury, when healthy, has been insane. Uh, 2.19 goals against average, 93% save percentage, three shutouts on the year. And wow, 23 and 9 on the season. Uh, Malcolm Supon, too, though, 11 and 3. What a story this club has been. Um, David Perron, 60 points from the St. Louis Blues. Jonathan Marshall, 65 points on the season, 29 plus minus. William Carlson, 37 plus minus. Jiminy Christmas. Eric Hall is a minus 6, which is kind of weird. I don't know what's up with that, but it is what it is. I don't think the Wild will beat the Vegas Golden Knights, though. Man. They're very impressive, obviously. I've loved the way the Wild have played against this team, but I'm just got a, I just got a feeling the the Knights will win the game. Most likely, going to score for Minnesota in this game. We'll go with Eric Stahl as my guess coming into this one. I think Eric Stahl will score his 38th, 39th, or 40th goal of the season, depending on how things go before, or maybe he'll get a hat trick. But I think the Vegas Knights win four to two, four to three, something along those lines. Maybe an empty netter to make it 4-2. to two. It's a 3-2 kind of gut him out game, but Vegas is a little bit better down the stretch. Maybe it goes to overtime, a shootout. Hopefully the Wild can sweep out a point, but I'm thinking the Wild get four out of six points in this week until the next show. Vegas will win the game 4-2, to 4-3, to three, something like that along the way. And 
yeah, unfortunately, we won't go undefeated this week, but still we'll bring in another winning record. Uh, Vegas just owes us one. That's just how I feel coming into this one. I, I don't think we're going to sweep them. Um, but still, the Wild will continue playing at the level that they will play the rest of the season, hopefully. They take us to another 100-point record. Uh, that would be great. So, with that, we will now jump into the prospects once again. Time to dive deep again into the prospects, as we love to do on the show. The Iowa Wilds, well, you know, they had some good games, some not-so-great games. They've hung in there. Uh, Justin Kloos had a three-point night last night. Very cool. A goal and two assists. He's now at 41 points on the season. It feels like it should be higher, though, doesn't it? Uh, Sam Anas had a couple points last night as well. 46 now on the season. Good for him. 20 goals for the Iowa Wild. I'd like to see him get called up. Obviously, with uh, Luke Cunning out, I think give Sam Anas a chance. He's 24 years old. It's time for him to jump up and get some playing time from Ponomac, Maryland. And, of course, a scoring machine for, the Quinne, uh, for Quinnipiac. Went to the National Championship game and then ultimately signed with the Minnesota Wild after they lost to the bleeping... Uh, I believe it was North Dakota, right? Ah, oh, that was frustrating. Why are people locally cheering for North, North Dakota? Why? Oh, oh, we, we we hate the East Coast, so we got to cheer for North Dakota? Come on, people. They, they were an arch rival of the Gophers forever. If you're a Duluth Bulldogs fan, why do you want to cheer for North Dakota? Because I know some of you are Duluth Bulldog fans out there. There's no doubt about it. Um, come on. Uh, Mario Lucia has... By the way, just checking back on the other guys real quick. Bershke, it's been a couple games since he scored. Mario Lucia again scored two goals in his second game with the Bing with the Binghamton Devils. Hasn't done bleep since. So Mario Lucia and maybe his uh, dad again. Mario Lucia on his way out, obviously to uh, <laughs> the New Jersey Devils organization, so to speak. Maybe his dad's on his way out of the Gophers as well. What an awful, awful, awful finish to the, at least the regular slash and tournament and uh, uh, Big Ten tournament season, getting swept by freaking Penn State and then getting beat again in two games, getting swept again in the uh, little tournament three-game series to start off that uh, tournament. The Gophers are thir- ranked 13 in the country. They'll be lucky to get a uh, fourth seed in one of the brackets, so which is obviously like the 16th seed in the NCAA basketball tournament. Same equivalent. But in hockey, crazy things can happen, of course. You've seen Yale win it all. You've seen others. So we've seen many, many upsets over the years. Uh, Yale, of course, the 16th seed. Minnesota, number one overall. And Yale beat us. And Minnesota, number one seed overall. And Connor McGregor and other guys like that with the uh, with Holy Cross ended up uh, beating the uh, Gophers in that one, too. Holy Cross, who's, who hasn't been back to the tournament since. So that was uh, 11 years ago. So, no, 12, yeah, yeah, 11 years ago. 12 years ago. Isn't that just great? Uh, Mario Lucia and, of course, Don Lucia. I, I I don't know, man. I'm kind of ready for the Minnesota Gophers to make a change. Check out Gopher Puck Live. They don't need my help because they won't help me anyway. in any way. So. <laughs> but I'll, uh, whatever. Give him a shout-out. Check that show out if you feel like it. Victor Louvre was able to get his third assist since joining the Minnesota Wild organization in the Iowa Wild, per se. Carson Sushi's at 11 points on the season. He added an assist earlier in the week, much earlier. Of course, Luke Cunning out for the season. He was up with the big club, hopefully to stay, and then he gets hurt. Unreal. The Wild have not made a call-up since Minnesota Wild. That is, have not made a call-up out of Iowa since the Luke Cunning injury. We'll see what happens, and of course, I wouldn't be surprised if they're gearing up for signing Jordan Greenway, and that's the talk, and everybody's talking about it, even the assistant uh, general manager, Brent Flair, from the Minnesota and Iowa Wild, more than likely will be... Uh, Jordan Greenway will more than likely be joining the play, uh, fray at some point in time. But their uh, little tournament isn't over yet. He scored two goals. Of course, none of the 
stats count for the regular season stats. They're all finished for the year, unfortunately. But uh, Jordan Greenway, two goals last night. Good on him in his uh, conference tournament. Is Boston University staying alive, staying alive at the moment? I'm not sure they're going to do much in the NCAA tournament if they even make it at all. Um, they're going to probably have to win their conference tournament to even get there. So odds are Jordan Greenway will be joining the Minnesota Wild fairly soon. 12 goals on the year. And remember, earlier in the year, he had a hat trick along the way. How cool is that? Uh, Brendan Mendel in touch with Iowa, stuck at 21 points. So what a nice rookie season in the professional level out of Woodbury, Minnesota. Great story. Only 20 years of age for Brendan Mendel. How cool is that? I'm very happy for him, without a doubt. As the Iowa Wild continue their push into the playoffs, uh, Ryan Murphy's been picking up the points of late, too. He's at now at 27. He had another multi-point game. Only three goals, but 24 assists. As he's been very, very solid for the Iowa Wild. Uh, Carson Soucy, one of the few guys who's a plus on the club. Almost everybody's a minus, including Justin Clues is a minus 13. Uh, the aforementioned Ryan Murphy's a minus 9. Ugh. We had Carson Soucy's a plus 12. Woo! So it does say something. Carson Soucy only 11 points, but is a plus 12 on the season. Obviously, it partially depends on who you're playing with as well, but still, great numbers. Uh, Nick Steeler who we love very much, a minus three in his 49 games with Iowa. So again, it does tell you something about Carson Soucy, who's a year younger than uh, uh, Nick Steeler. So we'll see what happens with uh, Carson Soucy's future coming up here. Nice to see Samuel Noss leading the team in scoring by a point versus Cal O'Reilly there, who's been a mainstay, more of a playmaker there. In fact, he leads the club in assists and all that. Cal, Cal O'Reilly, top line center, top line, second line, whatever it is, between Clues and, uh, and O'Reilly. Um, as the spin stopped here with uh, Cal O'Reilly there. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I had to say it. Um, clues, though, nice, nice night earlier this week. Very cool. So with that, pretty much uh, the college ranks, of course, the Gophers out at this moment, but they'll hopefully get into the tournament. Uh, you need about three or four teams that don't belong there winning the conference tournament. So the Gophers should make it. I don't think it's going to happen that many times. You'll 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 get a Holy Cross type of team that'll sneak in there, but it won't be that many. The Gophers will wind up playing some freaking Denver type of team probably in the first round. And great. The Wild never beat the Duluth Bulldogs either if we end up playing them at some point. But uh, we probably won't even get to play them. Mm. Uh, Pavel Ginny has been quiet in his stay in uh, the ECHL of late. Hasn't been scoring as much. Uh, Luis Belpedio factored in the scoring last night as well in his conference tournament, but the Red Hawks have been struggling, unfortunately. And, I don't know, Luis Belpedio, he's another guy you'll probably see him with the Iowa Wild very soon because he's a senior, so he's got nowhere else to go once the season's over. Come to Iowa, brother. Come to Iowa, Luis Belpedio, and clog up that defense that defenseman core even more. <sighs> but, hey, if he ends up outplaying the others and wins the job. Good on him. Uh, Nick Sweeney added assist also last night for the Duluth Bulldogs. Nice uh, start to his uh, college career. Though he's already 20 years of age, so he started a little late. 21 goal, uh, twenty-one points in 28 games, so only five of them goals. Nice playmaker. Brandon Durham also added an assist in his conference tournament for Providence. Solid second season there. Sophomore year, 22 points in the 35 games. 17 of them assists for the Parkland, Florida native. Parkland, Florida. As I remember how I kept, uh, and I can never mention that, but I noticed it back then, how it's like, that name sounds familiar. Oh, it's Brandon Duhame, you know, <laughs> when it comes to the city. Okay, we'll just leave that where that is. I don't need to get into that. I think you've heard enough about it. Uh, no disrespect to anybody involved in it. Just think we've heard enough already. Uh, Avery Peterson also had an assist for Duluth last night. So a nice night for a lot of the Minnesota Wild prospects in college. All of them factoring and scoring last night during their uh, conference tournaments. So, cool. Good on them. 
best of luck and uh, looking forward to seeing Luis Belpedio and Jordan Greenway signing professional contracts with Minnesota slash Iowa coming up here very soon. So it's it's coming very very soon, and um, they'll be yep it'll be nice to see them in a green sweater one way or another. So <laughs> if it's Minnesota or Iowa. Jordan Greenway with Minnesota, probably, and Belpedio very likely with Iowa, and go from there. It's going to be very nice to see what Belpedio can do, as clearly that guy can play uh, for the Red Hawks. Red Hawks, Red Hawks. So if the Minnesota Wild ever draft another Miami, Ohio team, uh, Miami, Miami of Ohio player, it's the Red Hawks. It's the Red Hawks. See, I manned up. I admitted it. It's extremely embarrassing. Uh, including the Koibu contract, which I knew was five and a half. I just said four and a half because I just said four and a half, and I don't know why, because I'm stupid. <laughs> Koibu is an expensive, uh, he's, he's definitely an albatross contract for this club, unfortunately. I uh, want to thank Hockey Podcast at Brave the Wild. At Brave the Wild is the Twitter account. want to thank Hockey Podcast for retweeting the show, and Vince Germano, who also retweeted out of Australia. Thank you very much. Awesome. Um, Really appreciate those of you out there telling your friends about the show. It does not go unnoticed. Absolutely does not. And Hockey Podcast also uh, shows you other podcasts along the way as well to uh, generate some interest. So the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Brave the Wild. Facebook.com forward slash Brave the Wild. I'm hoping this thing loads. I don't know if it ever will because I forget if there are any comments along the way. Obviously, I posted about Luke Cunning and nobody commented on it. I don't know why. But probably because people were kind of down in the dumps. Whoa! Little avalanche here. Yikes. <laughs> okay, well, mission accomplished there. We'll move forward. <laughs> uh, Facebook.com forward slash MNW players. I also serve as an admin on that page. Pavel Bunyet and Merrick Skybot do a wonderful job uh, keeping up with everybody from uh, regarding the Minnesota Wild from the top to the bottom, from the Eric Stahl, Zach Parisi's all the way down to uh, Pavel Jennings, who's a, uh, also from the Czech Republic, which is where Pavel Bunet and Merrick Skybar are from. Uh, they'll get this, their website up and running again soon. MNWplayers.com is the website. MNWplayers, uh, Facebook.com forward slash MNWplayers is the Facebook page, which I encourage you to join. Please do join again. Facebook.com forward slash Brave the Wild. All this information will be in the show description for copy and paste, or just click on the link and there you are, all that. And you can like and follow the, the uh, Twitter and Facebook and all that. Final thing is the call-in lines. That way you can get your voice on here with me, which I would like Damn it. I, I'd like somebody to talk wild with, you know, and I miss Neil Nate Dog Thiesing so much. Another shout out to him as he'll be, he'll always be a part of this show. His name will always be in the host, uh, the host bulletin for this show because he's going to forever be a part of the show. And for those of you that, uh, listen to hear his voice again, you know, he's, he's got many shows out there all the dating all the way back to state of the wild. It doesn't say 2009, but it goes back to 2009. So if you want to hear Neil's first ever show on here, Forgive me, the audio on that episode was not the best because I was still kind of learning back then. 2009. That was actually the first time I'd ever used uh, uh, the, the kind of the Skype recording and all that. So I needed to adjust something that I didn't adjust. So you had the old left ear, right ear thing going on, which is annoying. But I apologize so much for that. And it's impossible to fix it once it's already been recorded. So that's why you got to kind of learn a thing or two. But I was taught, taught about splitting the audio and it sounds perfect. So... Learning experience sucks. Learning experience. Uh, and it was nice to have Neil Nate, Nate Dog Thiesing on so many uh, shows together in studio, so to speak, even though it's not really a studio, but it's my studio, I guess, if you know what I mean. <laughs> so, uh, 
that's kind of the case there. Um, love Neil Nate Dog Thiesing again. God rest his soul. For those of you wondering what I'm talking about, if you're brand new, Neil Nate Dog Thiesing was a off and on host of the show, co-co-host of the show, and he passed away uh, at the beginning of February here. Uh, just complications in, in a surgery ended up taking his life, and that really sucks. Um, really, really sad. A surgery to help him breathe better. There were complications that were unexpected, and and they took his life. And just heart heartbreaking time for uh, Neil's family. So many friends. Everybody loved the guy. So I always talk about him on this show. And the last couple of episodes I hadn't, and I felt kind of bad. But uh, so it's nice to at least give him a shout out and uh, keep a chair empty for him next to me when uh, regarding Brave the Wild and hosting this show. So again, thanks uh, very much. Uh, those of you out there, uh, loved ones of Neil Natok Thiesing, if you just happen to be listening. Uh, so thanks again for that, if you, if that's the case. But to get on this show also, again, the phone lines like I was talking about, I sidetracked myself, but uh, it's a good, good, good sidetrack, though. It's a good, uh, good way of uh, moving around there, talking about Neil again on the show. Uh, the phone lines 209-736-7877, 209-736-7877. It is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Mention you're calling in for the Brave the Wild podcast or Brave the Wild or the Brave the Wild show, whatever it is. Do your statement, shout out, comment, question, and opine. Now, this is a voicemail, so there's a three-minute limit. It cuts you off, so be careful. If you're in the middle of something, be careful. Kind of try to gauge your time on it. Uh, same thing when you hit click on the call now button on the Facebook page, it goes straight to the same phone line through Facebook Messenger. So if you're international, it won't affect you at all. As long as you have some kind of Wi-Fi or data plan, you're good to go. And the final route, which is unlimited, audio submission route, audio submission route, where you use a free voice recording application on any smart device on the planet, or maybe you use Audacity on a laptop or desktop with a microphone, and you save it, you know, treat it like a phone call or show, segment, whatever it is. Save it and email it to paladinolive at yahoo.com. Paladinolive at yahoo.com. Once again, that email address and everything else will be in the show description for copy and paste or whatever you want to do. Or click on the link and there you are. You can send it to me and I will convert it into an mp3 file. Thanks to zumzar.com. And there you are in segment number three. There'll be a third segment or just kind of an extended second segment like this generally is. So again, thank you very much for your inclusion on the show. Shout out to so many of you out there. Again, Jim Maddell, Sarah Maddell, Chad Walski, Chance Costick, David Costick, <laughs> Merrick Skyba, uh, Pablo Burnett, I could go on forever, Daniel Allen, out of Australia. Thank you again. Uh, of course, Vince Germano as well, also out of Australia. I think even Tanae Brown out of New Zealand listens once in a, once in a while. And the, again, the Thiesing family and friends out there as well, if you happen to be listening. Thanks again. God bless. We'll be back next week with hopefully the wild continuing. They're winning ways. Thank you.